Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho. Your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. This week we're airing a message entitled, Life. What is the purpose of life? What gives it meaning? These are some of the greatest questions that humans have wrestled with throughout history. In today's message we find clear answers to those questions in the greatest book in all of history, the Bible. We pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. If you would like to order today's message, stay tuned until the end of today's program for a phone number and address where you can order a copy on CD. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. From a March 1922 issue of The King's Business, quote, God's appointed order of true worship is always too much for the ungodly. They want a religion of their own choosing. They prefer priests after their own hearts. This was put out in April of 2014, just this year. A man named Chad Holes wrote an article called Progressive Christianity and the Loss of a Moral Center. I'm going to read it to you because it's typical of what's going on today. Now look, if this stuff wasn't going on, I still wouldn't be ashamed to be a Bible-believing preacher. If this stuff wasn't going on, I still wouldn't be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. If this stuff wasn't going on, I still wouldn't be ashamed of the King James Bible. If this stuff wasn't going on, I still wouldn't be ashamed of old-fashioned Christianity with straight preaching and Bible standards and practice. I'm not ashamed to call myself an independent, fundamental, Bible-believing Baptist. And I'm not trying to hide the fact that this is a church by calling it an experience, a bridge, a happening, or a whatever. I'm not ashamed of that. And if you are, there's plenty of other places to go. Take your pick. As far as I'm concerned, we're going to have a, a place for people that want to believe the Bible, and they're not ashamed of old-fashioned, separated, Baptist, Bible-believing Christianity. This guy says this. He says, at this time, three years ago, I was somewhat famous. After writing a blog piece about how I no longer believed in hell, I was released by the United Methodist Church. I was serving as a student pastor. My incessant blogging on matters which sought to build my public platform blinded me to the fact that I had a church full of flesh and blood people, people, real people versus pixels who were losing faith in their shepherd with every word that I typed. My exit from the church gave me everything I thought I wanted. I was invited to do all sorts of radio and TV interviews, was part of a documentary called Hellbound. Don't ask me if it's any good as I haven't seen it, and got to rub shoulders with all the Christian celebrities I had grown to admire. Being asked to speak at various progressive, edgy Christian conferences and camps introduced me to a community where I felt welcomed and at home. I felt I had been abandoned by my evangelical or conservative family, but had found a new one, a new tribe. I thought it was so cool and refreshing to be part of a new church family who didn't judge me for my beliefs or what I did. Having grown up in the holiness tradition, with what I perceived to be nothing but rules and regulations, it was quite liberating to now drink it up with various Christian authors and bloggers while at a Christian conference. No one seemed to mind. 
It was cool to be part of an emerging Jesus movement which celebrated one of its prominent leaders choosing to live with his girlfriend and not marry until all the gay persons had the same right. We would laugh when I drew the dreaded first slot of the day to speak at 9 a.m. at one conference because we joked most of the attendees would be hung over and still in bed. You see, it's not just the music that's changing, folks. It's not just the style of worship that's changing. The crude language and joking which happened around the campfire outside uh, the RV late into the night reminded me of my Navy days where nothing was edited and nothing was sacred. I'd grown up believing that a large part of being a Christian was practicing self-control, being mindful of the words I spoke, taking care of the thoughts I had, and that, that what I did with my body really did matter. But within progressive Christianity, I found a tribe of people who followed Jesus yet didn't expect anything of me or question anything I said, thought, or did. These festivals were like high school parties I attended as a youth, but with the addition of booths to visit during the day where we learned about how to build water wells in Africa or how conservatives are harming gay people. We had a religion where Jesus cared deeply about the social sins of our day, but not about the moral issues of our hearts. The former we judged ruthlessly, and to judge the latter was considered sinful. Even as I type this, I marvel that this was so. I have often wondered, looking back, what an alien visiting our planet would make of the Christian faith had it landed at one of these Christian conferences or some other party, or I mean convention. I've concluded that they would walk away thinking we looked like every other person on earth absorbed with themselves and their desires with the only difference being we'd been well-trained at numbing our conscience by blogging that love wins or by telling ourselves we are defending the real Jesus. Paul would have called us carnal Christians. Had he done so at any of these conventions... We would have called him an old stick in the mud, a relic from a church world which we, with our enlightenment, had been liberated. If Paul or Jesus, or for that matter, walked into our party and used words like repent or sin or holiness without attaching them to social evils, but to our hearts and minds, we would have called him a blind Pharisee and blamed him for the millennial evacuation of the church. Then he goes on to say, I am convinced of this one truth. Anyone who is in Christ is a new creature. True Christians are not and never have been uh, decent people gathering together around a common mission to transform the world, but dead sinners made alive by the mercy of God. They gather to learn how to walk in the paths of righteousness and holiness, putting off their old self and putting on a new one, thus bringing glory to God. While we certainly will include digging wells in Africa, it also includes being made new and clean by the living water of Christ, transforming our hearts and minds in holiness. And yet this moral apathy, or rather outright disdain toward personal morality, is rampant in Christian circles today. So much so that the new life which the gospel promises to produce in those who truly know Jesus is hardly recognizable or different from the lives of pagans. In our rush to divorce ourselves from any vestiges of fundamentalism, we have stampeded over the cliff of moral relativism. Where is our moral center? 
While I was deep in my own addiction to pornography and sex, I found solace in this tribe because they did not judge me. But solace is not salvation, and I needed to be saved, not assuaged. My reason for not disturbing the progressive movement, both within our own denomination and greater church, is not only because I find it mushy in matters of biblical authority, but also and perhaps especially because I find it lacking an authoritative word calling me in the world out of our moral malaise. And he has more to say, but I think I've read enough. You say, well, he's the exception, not the rule. No, he's the rule, not the exception. This article here says, another pro-homosexual book by an evangelical publisher. Howard Books is releasing a new title by lesbian contemporary Christian music artist Jennifer Knapp in defense of her stance that homosexuality is not contrary to Christian faith. In facing the music, discovering real life, real love, and real faith, Knapp talks about the importance of her faith, and despite the many who claim she can no longer call herself a believer, she maintains that she is both gay and a Christian. And incidentally, uh, we're going to lose our freedom to worship, and the Bill of Rights is going to go out the window over this whole issue of hate speech. And backslidden, contemporary, evangelical, modern Christians are going to lead the way in putting preachers like me in jail for preaching against homosexuality because they're, they're scared to stand against it. They've lost their moral center. It's happening in Canada and England right now, and we're, we're not far behind. Speaking of Canada, the Supreme Court recently struck down the nation's anti-prostitution laws, and they are taking a serious look at the laws on pedophilia. You don't get through the first three chapters of the book of Genesis without God separating the light from the darkness, folks. And when you quit separating the light from the darkness, you wind up with twilight. And now we have a culture of death. It's hard rock music, it's fantasy games, it's horror movies. It's an obsession with Halloween, it's suicide, it's goth culture, it's the rise of gangs and the gang culture, it's thrill crimes, it's robberies, it's muggings, it's drive-by shootings, it's rape, it's murder. And finally, two badges or symbols of our culture of death are rampant abortion, and euthanasia isn't far behind when we start to really, really Start thinking about how much money it costs to keep somebody alive once we have completely socialized medicine. So I want to finish up this morning about talking about the sanctity of life. I find in writing a book on abortion and putting an article in the pastor's corner on our website that generally speaking Christians have given up on the whole subject. We want to thank you for being with us today. It is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message by Pastor DeMichael on the subject of life. The meaning of life is a deep subject, and our loving Creator has addressed it perfectly in His Word. The Bible tells us that man was created to have fellowship with God. Even though that fellowship was broken through our sin, God still offers new and abundant life through His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And as we mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, if you would like to order a copy of today's message, CDs are available for a suggested contribution of $5 each. Our address is Treasures of Truth, Care of Treasure Valley Baptist Church, 1300 South Terry Avenue, Meridian, Idaho, 83642. Our phone number is area code 208-888-4545. Our webpage address is www.tvbc.org. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church. We welcome you to our services on Sunday at 9.15 a.m. for Sunday School, at 10.30 a.m. for morning worship and preaching, at 5.45 p.m. for Bible preaching and teaching, and also on Wednesday at 7 p.m. for more Bible preaching and teaching.